Another amazing show. I'm coming with that energy. I'm coming with that passion. And uh, welcome in to another segment, another addition to Real Life Real Talk. So listen, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. It's your man Tyler Campbell and Real Life Real Talk Nation. Let's do it how we do it, right? And let's kick it how we kick it, all right? No matter the weather, this is where birds of a feather come to flock together. At 12 p.m., at 12 p.m., it's my time to bring you the sunshine. And from the north to the south, from the east to the west, listen, please, please, do not stress. And the reason being is because you know, listen to me, you know you are blessed. It's your hostess with the most. It's Tyler Campbell, a.k.a. Mr. TC Speaks, Mr. Real Life, Real Talk himself. And I am live and wild on your radio dial with a smile on my face. Yes, yes, energy to waste. Mm, that's right. And if you're looking for inspiration, unity, and community, then watch this, ladies and gentlemen, watch this. It is guaranteed that you are in the right place, and so you already know. Real Life Real Talk Nation, you already know. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. What? So we can grow. And uh, y'all, Tyler Campbell, a.k.a. Mr. TC Speaks, I'm at TC Speaks 32 on all of your social media platforms. Tyler at TC Speaks. Dot com is my email. Hit me up. I will be glad and honored to respond to you. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, y'all. Yo, check out that Amazon best-selling book, The Ball Came Out, Life from the Other Side of the Field by yours truly. And you can also, also find that that special, right, that one-of-a-kind podcast available that was done by former University of Texas students. Took two and a half years to complete uh, that slogan of, of, of the Campbell never quits. You understand where it was birthed when you listen to that Campbell never quits podcast. Uh, but without further ado, y'all, we were off last week, the holiday weekend. So now we are at it. We are at it yet again. So tell a friend to tune in, send your text messages, 512-337-3776. Hit me up. I will hit you right back. And uh, before we get into deep, yo, congratulations to all of the graduates, right? From my from my kindergartners, right? To my elementary schools, the middle schools, the high schools, college, your masters, your doctorates, whatever. Yo, congratulations. A real good time of the year. You know, I recognize that uh, certain school systems get out later than the other. We have people who tune into this show all across the country uh, some who are international and across the world. So I want to salute the graduates, and I want to come in hot and heavy with graduates being the topic. I like to regress a little bit and, and dive in deep, you know, a little bit of a challenge for us as parents, a little bit of a challenge for us who are leaders within the community, a little bit of a challenge for some of us who are mentors within the community. Listen, I want to also salute all of the teachers that are around. And the reason being is because, man, nowadays there's so much going on into the mindset and hearts of our youth, right? So many people being affected in so many different de- different ways. You still have, have sufferings that are coming out of pandemics. And then we talk about uh, being in a recession or things of that nature or inflation, all those other things. And so teachers are called to be the teacher. You're called to be the mom. You're called to be the dad. You're called to be the counselor, right? You're called to do some the problem solver. And then on top of that, you have to enthrust education within the classroom. And so with the graduations being – the graduations that have recently taken place, I also want to take the time out to salute our teachers, right, our educators, right, our people who are so – uh, are in charge of so many hearts and minds across the country because so much – uh, is what so much has to take place within the classroom. And I want to put that back on us as parents, those of us who are leaders, all those uh, all those things that I listed before. Like, yo, take the time this summer to make an agenda for yourself. Like, what is it that we can do in our home setting, right, that will help prepare the minds and hearts of our young people as they get back into the classroom? For real, like, what type of order can we start to instill within our household? What, what types of, of, of fluency and what types of, of things can we place into our children while we have them at home, right? And don't get it twisted, bro. Your boy TC, that that at-home stomach, 
that that stomach that I now have at home, bro, I miss sending my kids to school, right, and getting that lunch at school because now these little jokers are in my my leftovers, right? They eating all my barbecue, right? They eating all. I'm coming home, my chicken gone. Y'all know Rob Babers. Shout out to Rob Babers. Yo, I'm coming home, and my son done ate the big piece of chicken. And I'm like, bro, hold up, man. Your at-home stomach is diving into my leftovers, and we about to go to blows because, yo, you're supposed to be at school eating all this stuff, but now you're taking hold of my refrigerator. But that's a whole other topic. But for real, for real, my challenge right off the bat is what can we do? What will you do? What charge will you place? What thing will you make a change on so that our children, our babies, come back into the classroom this upcoming year? in a different manner than they did the previous year? How do we take the pressure off of expecting the educators, the teachers, to have to do everything? Because they should not have to do everything. We're taking the standpoint of we drop our kids off, our kids are all yours, you do with them as you you catch them up, right? You take the role of being mommy. You take the role of being daddy. You be the sister. You be the, you be the problem solver. Be the counselor. When all actuality, we're getting off easy, right? We're leaving all of our our morals, all of our values, all of our emotions, all of those feelings of our babies, we are leaving them in the hands of the educators to solve everything, and they can't do everything. So I want us to take the charge and standpoint this summer to say, what will I do to build up my child who's suffering from depression? What will I do to build up my daughter, right, to be more confident about the way she approaches the classroom? What investment will I take at home with my children? And what will I do while at the time that I have them at home with me for the next couple of months to put them in a place that gets them confident about who they are and how they approach the classroom? We got a work to do at home, and I want to leave that in the minds and hearts of everybody who is listening in, all right? Don't always get caught up as the summer being a drag. The summer is an opportunity to teach, to love, to uphold, to strengthen, all right, your babies while they're at home. So Real Life Real Talk Nation, I'm asking you all to stand with me and, and look at the summer as a time to reboot, right, to recharge, right, to equip. Right. To 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 bring dominance over the hearts and minds of your children so they can be better prepared to approach the school year and you won't leave it up to the educators to do everything. That's the promise. That's the commitment. That's the commitment. Uh, One of the other things that I love, I love about the summertime is also these amazing stories that come from professional basketball because of right. The championship season is upon us, right? NBA finals upon us, right? And so for me, I don't know about y'all being a native Texan. Yo, Jimmy Butler got a soft spot in my heart. And so I love, love watching playoff Jimmy. And those of you who don't know Jimmy Butler, he is a forward. He is a guard, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, over down at the Miami Heat. And he is a native Texan, right? Tom Ball, Texas, stand up. But if you know Jimmy Butler, one of the things that I love and can appreciate because I see a lot of people getting on him in the media about how he approaches the game. I think if you look back at the Celtics series, when we talk about Jimmy Butler, that's the same man that grabbed the microphone and he told reporters, like, we're going to win this series. Oh, even when they were when they were giving up games, when the Celtics dropped two in a row, like he was still saying, yo, we're going to go back to Boston. We're going to win. He was still saying that we're going to get W's and people were like, this dude is crazy. But if you don't understand Jimmy Butler and the way that he comes from, then you won't feel or understand why he speaks so confidently the way that he does. To know Jimmy Butler growing up in Tomball, Texas, you got to know you're talking about a young man whose mom walked out of him, walked out on him, kicked him out the house. His dad was not around. He was raised or grew up, not not grew up, uh, not raised, but rather he grew up in, in his high school years underneath the care of of family friends who took him in. Can you imagine being a young teenager, being a young kid, walking the streets in the Texas heat, trying to find a place to live, going from home to home? That's Jimmy Butler, somebody who fought and clawed for everything that he had, had to take the low route to continue a basketball dream, and he went to yours truly, Tyler, Texas. Stand up. Y'all know me. Yo, my family is from East Texas. My family is from Tyler, Texas. You're talking about somebody named Jimmy Butler who has no scholarships coming out of high school, has to go to Tyler Junior College. So if you want to know why I'm passionate about the story, it's because I've heard about this young man who averaged 33 points a game, 35 points a game at Tyler Junior College in East Texas. And to see him get that scholarship to Marquette University, right, to get to a place where most people believe he could never get to, was always down and counted out. My man's mom didn't want him early in his age. He's been counted out from Jump Street. And what I want to tell somebody today is today's message is so pivotal. Today's message is so strong. Yo, there's really no no replacement for hard work. 
And I'm going to get to that in the next segment. But I want to lay down why it's important for you to watch Jimmy Butler. So he goes from nothing. He goes from homeless to getting a scholarship to Marquette University. He has to ride the pine for a couple of, of years at Mar- Marquette University. Or excuse me, for a year or two. He's riding the bench until he comes to that starting role. And then he recognizes that he too can play in the NBA as long as he is willing to continue to work and sacrifice. There are moments when Jimmy Buckets would be in the gym at 5.30 in the morning hooping, right? Because his coach was preparing him. He said, I need you to get to that next level. I need you to be that next athlete that comes and takes the and takes uh, takes the hold of Marquette University because at this time, Wesley Matthews had gone on to the NBA. Wesley Matthews came back and told Jimmy Butler, he said, man, you can play in the NBA. And what it did for me when I'm reading more about Jimmy Butler and I'm analyzing, yo, why is he why is he wired this way? How can he go out and give us 30? How can he go out and give us 40 in a consistent? Why does he change his level of play in the NBA? It's because the bigger the challenge, the higher he rises. Wesley Matthews came back to him and said, Jimmy, you can play in the NBA. And all it took for him was one person to believe in him to tell him what's possible. Some of us have a mentor opportunity that we have. Some of us have children in our household. Some of us know of other people that we work with. Some of us have individuals um, that we see as neighbors, people we come across as strangers in our lives, and they've never had somebody to speak life and prosperity in their life. And I'm here to tell you to stop waiting around on somebody else. You are the speaker of that. If you speak hope, if you speak dream, if you speak positivity, if you speak empowerment, like I try to do over the radio waves, I'm telling you, you can change somebody else's life. Jimmy had a former player, a former teammate tell him he can make it to the NBA. That's all that Jimmy needed to believe in himself, and he ends up getting drafted huh, by the Chicago Bulls, which, by the way, it wasn't too bad because that year, when he got drafted 30, if don't feel bad, it was only because Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Klay Thompson, and Kimball Walker got drafted before him in the draft. All right? So he got to where he was supposed to be. But he got drafted, and then from there, he only got stronger. Man, I'm talking about, you look at Jimmy Buckets now, going from the Chicago Bulls and constantly involving his game to being with the Miami Heat. You're talking about somebody who, over the last two years, averages 27.4 points a game and 28.5. Can you understand the pedigree of which Jimmy Butler comes from? It should be no surprise. No surprise that he's doing what he is doing in the NBA right now. Learn somebody else's story. Appreciate where they come from. Don't be so quick to chastise what you see in the media because I'm guaranteeing that many people who listen to this show, you never knew that Jimmy Butler was homeless. You never knew that he was always somebody who counted out. You never knew that he was somebody who had to have confidence in himself to get what he wanted out of life because everybody else had gotten, had, had given up on him. So when we give up on his team, we give up on him as a basketball player. He's someone who's saying, I know what this feels like. I've been in this zone before. You say I can't, so I'm going to say I can and will my team to victory. That's a very dangerous man. Special thank you, Jimmy Butler. Real Life Real Talk Nation. Yo, we'll come back on the other side of this thing with that let that marinate on your cerebrum. Coming in hot and heavy. Got to give a shout out to Tyler Junior College. Jimmy Butler, Real Life Real Talk Nation, stand up. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen, so we can grow. Tell the people that Fody Water is back. We beat the rap with Key to Lock. Got a corner or two and been the block. The West ain't been the same without Pac, so I guess it's up to you, Fordy and Rick Rock. You hear Fordy News? He on there You hear Fordy News? He on there dubbing. He all know what I'm talking about. Where you born at? Born and raised in the yacht. Got some folks in lump, I can skeleton back. When I really had to measure finger on my head, I'm having more paper than a paper Mm, area. That's right. Hey, telling people that 40 yard 40 water is back. Yo, hey, we grooving today straight from the Bay Area. That is the sounds of the amazing, uh, the wonderful, right? The one of a kind E40, Tyler Campbell, aka Mr. TC Speaks, Mr. Real Life, Real Talk himself. Yo, tell a friend to tune in on 104.9 The Horn. Yo, take the messages as you download them uh, from the podcasting platforms that you choose, whether you go to thehornfm.com, whether you go to Apple, whether you go to Spotify, Google, whatever. Yo, take Real Life, Real Talk uh, with Tyler Campbell, Mr. TC Speaks, and share it. Yo, repost it. Um, let this, that's this message, let this positivity, let this dominion, let this hunger, let this thriving 
let this heartfelt message allow itself to manifest um, into the hearts and minds of somebody else because you don't know, brother. You don't know, my sister, what somebody else may need or what they are going through. Let them know we always got it rocking on Saturdays. And if you're tuning in, your last segment, we talked about Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, all right, in honor of the NBA season because y'all know me. I love stories. I love learning about what makes people who they are today. Like, I like to dig. I don't like to just look at the final, uh, the final, I guess, moment that I am sharing with that person, seeing them live out their life on TV. I always dig back and what is it that got that person to the point? And I, and I feel like it's a learning lesson for so many of us. Yo, when you see people from where they are, don't miss interpret the fact that they had a story that got them to this place, be it bad or be it good. Most of the time, we don't take the time to understand each other's stories. All right. So when you are speaking with somebody, uh, don't just hear what they are saying. Take the time to listen, you know, pick up the pieces of the puzzle of their journey when you're in a boardroom. Right. When you're in a meeting, when you are in your cubicle or when you are interacting with somebody to your left or to your right, even in an Uber, wherever you try to listen for their story, ask the correct questions and you get a better understanding of where somebody comes from, why they react the way that they react, why they make the decisions the way that they decide and why they talk the way that they do. There is a history there. Yo, I learned the history of Jimmy Butler being a native Texan, knowing the Tomball story, knowing how he grew up homeless. It is no surprise that when he says something is going to happen, he will will it that way because that has been his lifestyle. Um, growing up for somebody's mother to sit back and say, hey, you got to get out, kicked him out of the crib as a teenager. So he's fought for everything that he's had. So I salute you, yo, Jimmy Buckets and everything that you do according to it. And there's just a confidence that comes from it when you've had to do so much, you know, on your own. Uh, but also, also, also never miss out on the opportunity uh, that somebody else you know, there's always some, what I'm saying is there's always somebody who comes into your life that helps you. And um, if you play back this message, you'll understand what I'm talking about in the first segment, how uh, Wesley Matthews was a former teammate, and he's the one who told Jimmy Butler, yo, you can play in the NBA. Simple words, you can play in the NBA. And those words uplifted Jimmy Butler to the person we see now. So what words that we're going to talk about a lot better that a lot later in the show that'll show you you have that much power um pick and choose your words wisely yo pick the tone that you convey them in right and be careful how you direct them and if you take those things into mind if you're often in a moment of where you have the opportunity to encourage somebody take that moment by storm and recognize the way that you sway your words they can be the difference in somebody else's life you may not ever know it you may not ever hear it but you could be the difference maker just that simple all right, so let this marinate on your cerebrum. I want I want y'all to, to write this down because I heard a lot of it. I hear a lot of it. And, and doggone it, yo, there's no substitute for hard work. Please write that down. There's no substitute for hard work. That is today's let that marinate on your cerebrum. Uh, a lot of times when people ask, how'd you get there? Or, man, how did you climb to your level of employment or what did it take for you to become so confident in who you are? And I'm not talking about myself. I'm just saying these are often questions that we have for other people. We ask these types of questions when people have a desired thing or they're living their life in a, in a way that we want or desire to have that person will give us some information and at the root of everything that you're given, it doesn't matter if it's uh, talking about work. It doesn't matter if it's talking about parenting. It doesn't matter if we're talking about sports or coaching or any level of a desire at the root of it. Please understand it comes because of hard work, right? It, it comes from, our, our, and, 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 and forgive me because I get a lot of backlash. I've gotten a couple emails and really people are always like, TC, I don't want to hear that hard work, but I, I don't know how else to explain it. Yo, whatever you want out of life, it is not going to just be given to you. And I think a lot of people right now listening to the radio waves, you need to go ahead and let this marinate on your cerebral that there is no substitute for hard work. There's not always a cliff note version to get you where it is that you want to be. I don't have that answer for you. 
the quicker that you start to get to a place of understanding that it's going to take some struggle. It's going to take some strife. It's going to take some commitment. But at the top of it, it's going to take your hard work and due diligence to change your stars. No, you keep walking through life with your hand out. You will continue to get bypassed and you will continue to starve towards towards uh, creating a better you. You're not going to meet it. You're not going to get fulfilled. So get comfortable with the understanding that you're going to have to work for what it is that you want out of life. I don't have the cliff note version for you. I don't have the the knife through. I give principles. I, I give you I give you things that have worked in my personal life. I give you things that have worked in others. But there's no way that you're going to sustain a certain level without consistency and hard work. You don't want to hear it. Next generation, I'm begging with you. I'm pleading with you. Please hear my words. The quicker you get comfortable with working hard for what it is that you want, the faster you will climb to the charts. But it's not just going to give be given to you. And anything that comes so incredibly quick, understand and ask yourself the question, will you be able to sustain it as quickly as it came? Because if it came quick, you often won't value it or, or stay committed to it long enough or give it the time and the attention because it came to you without the work. And so that's why we have the one hit wonders. That's why we see so many quick, so many people uh, rise to those certain levels of fame. And then we look back over time and we do documentaries about them 20 to 30 years later. And we understand that when the life changes came because they didn't have a certain work ethic attached to it, they lost everything that they had. And I want to save somebody today from that from that fall from greatness. Right. From, from that bump in your head because of mistakes that you make, because you didn't have the work ethic to appreciate where it is that you are. So I know a lot of people don't want to hear it. I know that it is often that thing, that, 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 that one word or that one phrase, that, those two words or two phrases that, that change people and turn them off. But I don't have the answer. I don't know how you can sustain. I don't know how you can get where it is that you want to be with in life and not have some commitment towards working hard. I can't get you there. And that's the biggest drop off that we see a lot of times. I see it in school systems. I see it in our young people a lot. We have to help and thrust the value of work ethic back into the next generation and adults. We got to thrust it back into ourselves. Yo, there is a there is a, an appreciation. There isn't a value. There is an emotional uptick that comes with showing up on time. That, that, that comes with not taking so many days off. That thing that, that comes without an attachment of an award. When you get comfortable with working for what you want, I'm here to tell you, you've entered another level of womanhood and manhood in your life because now you get it. There is so much that you will earn. There are so many loops that you will cross over. There's so many hurdles that you are going to hop by just being committed to working for what you want. It's not easy. I get that. Yo, it's not pretty. Yo, I understand that. But I can't sugarcoat it. A lot of people turn their back and I get tired of it. But you want a different version of me to give you over the airwaves at the bare minimum, y'all, of what I speak about, it's because I live it. Y'all know me. I had everything stripped from me athletically, right? Dealing and living with an autoimmune disease. All right. So forget the Earl Campbell as his father. Just see me as a human being. Man, I've gone through my go through. And the only way that I have gotten through is by what the, the prayer life that I have, the commitment, the consistency to that coupled with. Yo, my hard work and determination to not give up and quit. I mean, that's it. A willing, you give me a person who is willing to show up every day, willing to learn something new, be committed to working hard. Yo, you can't substitute that. That person is priceless because that person is going to give you everything that you've got. And that is the trusty thing that an organization is built off of, yo, that's what a family is built off of. Lord have mercy, how many people as a husband and wife can talk about how much hard work goes into a sustainable marriage? Bro, if you're telling me that you've been together for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, number one, I'm a hand clap, y'all love you, but you can't tell me y'all didn't get to this standpoint without you reinventing the way that you love your wife or your spouse. Without you reinventing the way that you please or, or, or tap into the things that that person needs because that woman or that husband changes year in and year out. 
They're never the same. And the only reason that love is able to sustain is because you're willing to work and do things differently than what you did the previous year, the previous day. That's how your marriage sustains. Everything that we do in life requires a work ethic to it. I don't know what else to tell you. I can give you all the principles in the world. I can give you steps to help you with your anxiety. I can say things that talk about depression. I can say things that help keep you uplifted and encouraged. But if you aren't willing to work at those things, what good is it? It's not possible to sustain. So you may not want to hear the work ethic, but believe me, I'm driving it into your head today. You better get comfortable with working hard because it is going to be what it is that you need. Now, what you do on top of that is you put people around you. You search for the people around you. If it's therapy, if it's friends, if it's family, you search for people around you to keep you uplifted through your struggle. So, yes, work ethic may not be the only thing, but it is one of the most important things that you're going to have to embrace. And if you don't feel like you have it for yourself, then that's when you strategically go about building a team of people around you to help you sustain, to help you have an accountability. Men, do you have an accountability male in your life to keep you on the straight and narrow? Women, do you have an accountability woman to keep you on the straight and narrow? Those are the types of things that you need. And when you got that with the work ethic, yeah, oh, you got something. You got something. So let that made on your cerebrum. There is no substitute for hard work. There isn't one. I love y'all. I respect y'all. I'm at TC Speaks 32. Shout me out, Tyler, at tcspeaks.com is my email. I am TylerCampbell.com. We got it hot. We got it heavy. Catch y'all on the other side of this break. We're going to talk about the three principles of how we stop tolerating the ordinary because you were meant or destined to be extraordinary. It's real life, real talk. Catch y'all on the other side of this break. Tell me when to go. 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 Dum 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 dum. Listen, y'all. Hey, Tyler Campbell, aka Mr. TC Speaks. Yo, welcome back. Welcome back. Hot and heavy. Real life. Real talk. Nation. Stand up, y'all. Let me know what y'all are thinking of the show. Uh, true honor and a privilege to be able to serve for you all today, uh, utilizing my gift and. And I just thank everybody so much for tuning in with us on this Saturday. You could be doing anything and everything under the sun. Yo, but y'all choosing to rock with me and E-40 in the background. My man, my man, Big Earl. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know what his last. Yo, you got good rappers who have the name Earl. Man, believe it. You got DMX. You got you got E-40. Um, E-40 has been in the rap game. Those of you who don't know, uh, he is our playlist today. I'm taking you back to uh, this, uh, the Get a Report Card album. Uh, that I used to jam back in, I want to say, 2000 and, oh, 2005 uh, at San Diego State University, my freshman year, uh, E-40, somebody I knew of when I was growing up, a Bay Area artist, a legend in the game of hip-hop. I believe he's one of the top-earning rap artists of all time. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he's been rapping since 1986. He is known for being the father of independent records. You know, we have people like, you know, Master P and No Limit Records. You got Cash Money, Lil Wayne, all those stories in hip hop of people who became millionaires uh, largely because they got from underneath a record label. Right. When I'm talking about independent records, I'm talking about, you know, you taking your product, you taking your CD, you taking your music, you taking your tapes um, at this particular time in the 80s, 90s, even up until now. And you're doing it. You're marketing yourself. You're you're enthrusting your music into the atmosphere without the help of a record label. It's all independently, which means it's all yours. And so when we saw people out the South rising and doing those things, rap a lot records, Jay Prince of the South, um, a lot of the independent artists we've seen in 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 the Third Coast, in 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 Houston, Texas area, all throughout the South, understand that a lot of the reason those things were able to happen was because they saw what. E-40 was doing in the 1980s with selling his own music, which led to you keeping more of your own earnings and actually owning the rights to your music, right? So, again, we talked about the let that marinate in your cerebrum in the last segment, talking about there's no replacement for hard work. Man, E-40 was selling tapes out of his car, all right, and helping him to become the artist that he became. Um, an estimated $75 million in earnings, from 
rap music. All right, from 1986 to now, that is E40. So that song, Tell Me When to Go, all these all these songs off the Ghetto Report Card album. Man, just want to shout out E40 for all the things that you have done for hip-hop. Um, thank you for allowing me to tell your story briefly for educating people about uh, the, 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 the sustainability, the consistency that he's had in the rap game and how this was a song, a song you know, my introduction for California, yo, in, in the Bay Area. Also, shout out to my wife, who's from the Bay Area, so you know I got a heart for it. Um, and knowing what his music meant to that era, meant to that area, and meant to us as hip-hop connoisseurs in general. So, yo, that Ghetto Report Card album, I remember myself at the Villa Alvarado Apartments, San Diego State University. I'm jamming E-40, the full album. Special thank you to California for implanting that into my soul, all right? So those of y'all who just tuned in, yo, shame on you for being late, but you know your boy TC got you. Uh, we were talking about Jimmy Butler earlier in the show, and and that got us into segueing into the let that man in on your cerebrum, how there's no replacement for hard work. And I think a lot of times people um, tune into the show because they're expecting me to say something eloquent, um, something entertaining, something uplifting. But I don't want the messages to fall on deaf ears because, you know, if you can't take the principles, apply them to your life and put the work behind it, it's all for naught. And that's why the let that man know cerebrum was there's no replacement for hard work. You know, when you open up your mouth, and you start talking about hard work to people. A lot of times they turn away. They don't want to hear that or tell me something else different. There's nothing else that I can tell you that's different at the root, at the heart of somebody wanting to make a change in life. Wanting to go somewhere, wanting to do things is going to require that you get off your behind and that you work for what it is that you want. Because a closed mouth will never, ever get fed. Uh, a person who walks with their hand out all of life, yo, they're always going to continue to walk lost because there's not going to be any substance planted in them. You've got to work for it. All right. So that's what we kind of talked about. And that led us to today's message. All right. This led us to today's message. Tyler Campbell, a.k.a. Mr. TC Speaks, Real Life, Real Talk Nation, stand up. Today's message, I want you to write this down, all right? Write this down. Stop tolerating the ordinary, all right? Because you were built, you were destined, you were meant to be extraordinary, all right? Stop tolerating the ordinary because you were meant, you were built, and you were destined to be extraordinary. So write this down. Principle number one, what we say about ourselves has a direct connection to what we have. What we say about ourselves has a direct connection to what we have. And I'm not just talking about things, all right? Before you go on a tan, I'm not talking about homes. I'm not talking about cars. I'm not talking about uh, 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 clothes. I'm not talking about televisions. I'm not talking about uh, uh, all these external things that you can't take with you when you leave this place. I'm not talking about the money. I'm also talking about your peace, Right? What you say about yourself has a connection to what you have. I'm talking about your love. I'm talking about your hope for, for a better tomorrow. I'm talking about your perspective. I'm talking about your promise. Those are things. I'm talking about your work ethic. Again, I'm talking about your joy. I'm talking about so many different things. Your value system. That has a direct connection in terms of what you say about yourself. Those are principles. And then after that, you want to talk about cars. You want to talk about prosperity. You want to talk about your job. You want to talk about also you as a father, you as a husband, you as a wife, you as a mother. Those things also drip off of those things derived from what you say about yourself. You see, I want to tell somebody today that your words, they have power. And depending on how you phrase them, you can build yourself up to be as tall as the tallest tower or as low as the lowest seed in the ground based off of how you speak about yourself. Yeah. I come from the specter, the perspective of, of yes, life and death falls from the power of the tongue. And you know, this, but it is the exact truth. And you know, this because you can say words of negativity to somebody and they will cut them deep in a way that knocks them down. So they can't get up in words in a way that even when you lay hands on somebody, they're already defeated in the same manner before that. So what I'm saying is somebody who, chooses words of negativity to hurt or harm somebody can do just as much of a damage over somebody's soul and their spirit the same way, if not worse, as somebody who put hands on somebody to hurt them physically. 
That's how powerful words are. Words can hurt and they can cut deep. And y'all have seen this by the way that bullying has gone around. You've felt this perhaps by the way that somebody has talked negatively over you and said what you wouldn't amount to in your life. You remember how that hurts you or you remember Jimmy Butler, his mother telling him that she he has to get out of her house. Why? Because she said he looked too much like his father. So he had to go. Can you imagine as a child what that would feel like? Words, my brothers and my sisters, they cut deep. Oh, but that's not real life, real talk nation. That's not who the listeners are on this platform for 104.9 The Horn because we are live, we are local, we are digital, we are all across the country and all across the world. Imagine what happens over our lives when we start to speak positively about ourselves and other people. When you start to look in the mirror and you start to say things like you got this today. When you start to say things like using your name instead of saying the word I, because your name and saying your name out loud is a way of speaking positivity. Not saying I got to do this, saying Tyler can do this, saying Tyler can create something, saying Tyler can write a book. Say your name out loud instead of using the word I and give yourself more of the worth that you deserve by putting the power of your name into the atmosphere and what you can become. What you say about yourself has a direct connection to to the things that you have, both emotionally, internally and externally. All right. Those external factors, those external things, right? The things that we wear, the things that we have, there's a direct connection there. But more importantly, what about the internals? All right. The work ethic, the positivity, the love, the joy, those things come about because of what we speak over ourselves. So as much as the tongue, you've seen it, you've felt it destroyed. Imagine what you can do with the tongue when you take it and you put a positive spin on it. When you put power and dominion behind it, right? Confidence comes. A better acceptance of yourself has been proven by simply saying the word of your name versus using it, using I. Instead of saying, I get to, I have to, I want to, I am, I will. When you say your name, doggone it. Because your name is powerful. Uh, it creates things. I want you all to put this into the atmosphere. When you go into an atmosphere of a restaurant or to a grocery store, when you say thank you to a person for sacking your groceries, think about the reaction you get. Remember that reaction. And the next time you come to the grocery store, I want you to look at the name tag of that person at H-E-B and say their name. Say Jackson. Say Sarah. Say Emma. Say Emma, thank you for the way that you sacked my groceries today. Say, say, Jerry, I appreciate the work that you do. And you will recognize that when you say a person's name there, it changes their dominion. It changes, not, not dominion, but it changes their demeanor, how they approach and how they think about themselves. When you say somebody else's name, when you call a person by their name, it changes the element of service that they are giving back to you. So doggone it, why would it change the way that you view yourself and the task that you're going after in life that we live? Because when you start saying your name, you take back the power that the world is trying to take away from us. Start to- Stop tolerating the ordinary because you are meant to be extraordinary. What we say about ourselves, what we view about ourselves, what we think about ourselves has a direct connection to whatever or excuse me has a direct connection to the things that we have i want you to start speaking some good things over your spirit and over your soul and over your life today start speaking i don't care what you say say i am today say your name and you say that i am that she is say your name in the place of the she and the i say tyler you got this say tyler you can do this say your name and say i have promise Those are the things that are going over your life today. If you don't speak it, nobody else will. I'll catch y'all on the other side of this break. And we're going to talk more in depth about the last two principles very quickly of things that you can do to start taking yourself from ordinary to extraordinary. And I'll talk about how something that Steve Harvey did over two years is what I started to speak over myself and finally got it to fruition today. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen, so we can grow. Got my back, but the devil I'm just happy to be here right now. A lot of my folks been locked up or laid down. 
just for this. The devil moves, I know that some of y'all is singing. Somebody's mama washing her son or her daughter's blood staying off the scene. I'm just happy to be here. Tyler Vandross returning. Tyler Campbell, a.k.a. Mr. TC Speaks, Mr. Real Life, Real Talk himself. Shout out to the legendary E-40 for your music. This is from the Ghetto Report card. And this song titled, I'm Just Happy to Be Here. Yo, listen, send me a text message, 512-337-3776, Tyler at tcspeaks.com. How many of us are just happy to be here? Yo, that should be joy in and of itself. That should be love that you can speak over your life today. That should be a promise that you can speak over your spirit today. Why? Because you're here. And you're not here for mistake, bro. You're here to go out and get one step closer towards the things that you desire, towards the things that your family needs, towards the things that your children need, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse. Your family is dependent on you, and you are here to get one step closer. This is Real Life, Real Talk. Tyler Campbell, a.k.a. Mr. TC Speaks. And today's message, yo, we're talking about stop tolerating the ordinary, right? Because you are destined, because you are promised, because you are meant to be extraordinary. And our first principle in the last segment was what we say about ourselves has a direct connection to what we, there's a direct connection to the things that we want or the things that we have. All right. I say that to say, I gave the first principle uh, in that first principle. I talked about the name. The reason I was so passionate about saying your name instead of saying the word I and greeting people and addressing them by their name is because the name, the word, your your name rather, has power. And I say that because for years of my life, I did not like my name. This is authenticity, right? Uh, a lot of times because of the way I grew up on the west side of Austin, real life, real talk, my heart, um, a lot of people... You know, being being black and growing up on the west side of Austin, there weren't that many black people, right? And so people knowing up that my father was Earl Campbell and, and growing up and knowing that I, I was not raised a lot around people who looked like me, whenever I did get around, you know, some black folks and I said my name was Tyler, they was like, what? Who even got like a name like a white person, right? And so I would get ridiculed a lot. So for many years of my life, I couldn't steer my name, right? But the things changed. Um, over time, and I started to love my name. And it was like taking power and dominion back over me when I learned to embrace my name. And so please understand that that's why I talk about speaking positively over you because I can address and say what it did for me personally instead of just being somebody who talks over the airwaves and how when I started to say my name, when I started to be proud of my name, when I started to think highly of myself, it was because I embraced my name and started to say it more openly to myself in self-talk in a way that changed me forever. And if that worked for me, I know it can work for you. All right, so principle number two, not knowing is never a good enough excuse for finding out. Not knowing is never a good enough excuse for not finding out. Uh, What I find today is it blows my mind how people are so lazy and aren't willing to just go that extra mile when we live in a day and time that our parents didn't have, our grands, our great grands didn't have in terms of access to information. Y'all, the internet is a powerful tool. There is so much information out there in the world. There's literally no more excuse and not knowing is not good enough. The whole, I don't know. That's not a welcomed excuse in my house. Because my baby, my son knows he can grab a phone, he can grab a computer, he can grab a TV, a smart TV, and literally access and get the information that he is looking for, even on YouTube. So there's no more excuse. So I don't know is not a valid answer anymore. Not knowing is never a good enough excuse for not finding out. People won't go the extra mile or they don't want this principle of work ethic or working hard because they are more lazy now than ever. You literally have to pry people to go to work. You got to pry people to get uh, an education. You got to pry people to come with an atmosphere and a heart ready to learn. You got to pry people to get their butts out of bed and go to work. Why? Because we're lazier nowadays. Right? So when I tell people about work ethic, that's why they don't want to hear it because people just want what they want. They want it now, but they miss all the steps in between in the middle that help you get across the bridge. And a lot of it is the work ethic, right? Or not tolerating things. You can't become extraordinary if you simply accept day in and day out just being ordinary. And part of that is educating yourself, seeking out the information, not taking no for an answer, doggone it. 
Two and a half years ago, I played a segment where uh, Steve Harvey was on his nationally syndicated radio show, and he talked about um, eating Earl Campbell sausage and how he serves it at his mentorship camp in Atlanta or in and around Atlanta, Georgia, every year for about 300 to 350 young boys. Steve Harvey, the, the talk show host. Steve Harvey, the comedian. Family Feud. Steve Harvey, that guy, right? He has a mentorship camp for the youth. And I said when I heard it over the radio and people were blowing my phone up, they just talking about the sausage. They're talking, man, y'all know me. Uh, I worked in the sausage business for years, right? Earl Campbell smoked sausage, all right? I got a backdrop in it, all right? My family, family, I know meat. I know sausage. And so for years, I'm like, yo, I can help the sausage business if I can just get in contact with Steve Harvey. And if for nothing else, not come to capitalize, but come from a place to serve. And I think a lot of people need to take notes right there. Yo, a lot of the times we're looking to get recognized. We're looking to try to eat off of other people, but we're not coming with a place of service. We're coming with a place of our hands out asking for what we want. I just wanted to get to a place where I could serve Steve Harvey sausage and tell him he don't have to buy Earl Campbell sausages for his mentorship camp every year. And I finally found access to Steve Harvey through rocking through my gift. A week ago, or I think about a month month or two ago, I gave a speech in Dallas-Fort Worth. There was a man there at Dallas-Fort Worth when I gave my speech, he worked for the Steve Harvey mentorship program. So I took a chance, right? I opened my out my mouth because I felt confidently about myself and I wasn't willing to, 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 to not know and utilize that as a good enough excuse. I wanted to find out. I found this man. I said, Hey, I know you work at the mentorship camp. Is there any way that you can get word to Steve Harvey and his crew and let him know that I would like to donate 10 cases of sausage to the betterment of those young boys, not coming from a place of wanting something, but coming from a place because I wanted to donate. I wanted to serve. I didn't want to come with my hand out. I wanted to come out to give. And over the course of three weeks, he got me in touch with Steve Harvey's camp. Now my dad is going, I'm going to serve sausage. My dad is going to speak to the young boys at the camp. And dad is going to spend some time with Steve Harvey, something he's wanted to do for quite some time because they haven't seen each other in years and decades since my dad was first starting out in the sausage business. Steve Harvey was in uh, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, almost living homeless as a comedian. And it all came from a level of service, but also from a willingness of not giving up for two years, not knowing how to get in contact with Steve Harvey, but because I was willing to do everything to find out. And I used my gift to do it, and it put me in an atmosphere. It put me in an arena where I was put before somebody, and I simply asked, how can I come to serve? Stop coming for what you want. Stop coming from the I. Stop coming from the me and come to serve, and I guarantee you doors will open up to you. Principle number three, you are the decision maker. Write that down really quickly. You are the decision. In life, in this country, you get to decide. You always have the power of choice. And I see so many people's life go back from or from from extraordinary to ordinary because they they misinterpret the fact that they have the opportunity to be the decision maker over their lives. They follow what other people do. They give away power for free into the minds and hearts of other people who have no bearing, who have no dictator, who, who don't dictate the, the course of your life. You got to take back power today and say, I get to decide what I'm going to do today. I'm going to decide to be victor or victorious. I get to decide over uh, working hard. I get to decide to have a positive attitude. I get to decide never to give up on hope. You are the decision maker, Real Life Real Talk Nation. And somebody has not spoken it back over you, and your boy TC is here to speak it over you today. You are the decision. Think of everything. Think of how much freedom we have. Think of the willpower that we have to decide. So many people in other countries can't. We get to sit back and say, no, I come from money. Yes, Or yes, I don't come from money. Excuse me. No, I don't have all these assets. No, I don't come with millions of dollars in my bank account, but I want to be a lawyer one day. And if I decide to become a lawyer one day, I can take the next necessary steps and sacrifices in my personal life to align me in a place where I can go to law school and become the lawyer I've dreamed about ever since I was a kid. Why? Because you get to decide. Those are the types of things that are so powerful. And we are walking around in this country and we were taking it for granted and we're being ordinary instead of extraordinary because we won't take things that extra mile and be able to be open and buy into the fact that we are the decision makers over our lives. We give power to everybody else. We give power to the TV. Yep, we give power to the video games. Yep, we give power to the online dating sites. Right? We give so much power away. 
And if you don't take anything else away from what TC is telling you today, yo, you are the decision maker. You get to map out that navigational system that ultimately leads you to the destination of your gift, of your purpose, of that thing you've wanted to do all of your life. You live in the land of the free, the home of the brave. So why are we not taking advantage of it? Why are we being lazy? Why are we hiding behind the fact that we say we don't know when information is out there? Why are we speaking negativity over our lives of the things that we don't have? And why why aren't we standing on the fact that we are decision makers and we are are the captain of the boat of the ship of our own lives? We just got to choose where we want to go. And you may not have it now, but if you align that with a work ethic, i.e. principle, let that marinate on your cerebrum. If you can put work ethic behind it, you can change your stars and be something that has never been done. And you will bless all of us because you were bold enough to believe in the power of you because you decided to make a decision to go after what you want. Hello. I love y'all. I respect y'all. Tyler at TCSpeaks.com. All right. That's my email. I am TylerCampbell.com at TCSpeaks32 on all social media platforms. Y'all reach out to me. I guarantee you that I will respond. Take this message. Download it. The Horn FM. Uh, go to your, your, your Apple podcast. Uh, uh, go to your, your Spotify's and real life, real talk. Tyler Campbell, aka TC Speaks. Yo, there's a reason that that book, The Ball Came Out, Life from the Other Side of the Field, became an Amazon bestseller. I thank y'all. I come from authenticity. I come from transparency. Take the message, utilize it to serve, and stop denying yourself the blessings that you're supposed to walk in. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen, so we can grow. Peace. Peace.